0: Tarn Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, Lewis Walker, and myself, Kyle Gregg. So lads, we've been rambling for about 20 odd minutes. We usually just, <laughs> we, we start this show and we just go straight into it. So I think we're sick of each other already, eh? And we're only 20 minutes in, but uh, but welcome, welcome listeners. Um, I was about to say Happy New Year, but we've already had an episode. We're doing one every two weeks and uh, the, the show certainly will will continue to go on. Um, now January is well underway. This was the, I think this was the most, was it? No, last week was the most depressing week of the of of, of the year. Um, so I'm hoping that you guys have have got over that over that curve and you're you're on your way up and you've got your goals all ready to tell us. And you have, um, yeah, you've had a, a good week this week. So, so. If I,
1: on that one, so firstly the twenty minutes we've left lots of golden nuggets of chat on the table, sadly. But <laughs> in terms of goals, I've actually I was thinking about this over the weekend. I thought I'm you know, and I genuinely was thinking about how, how to prepare for the show. So I'm actually coming in fairly light in terms of that because I'm actually very keen to hear about process goals from Lewis. Like I'm really keen. Like I've got I'm, I've got a few things that I know I'm going you know I'm going to run along the London Marathon this year. That's that's a plan. I need to I, I've out of nowhere seem to have gathered a bit of consistency the last three weeks. So actually need to s- chat to Lewis on what I'm actually on a bit of prep but I thought this week would be cool I'm keen to actually almost I think we could be case studies in the terms of how 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 what sort of goals should I be forming you know that I, I'm right, really okay. I'm really interested to do that
0: yeah I like it I like but, it so we're, we, we're, we're going to talk about that. that we're going to talk about goals we're going to we're going to talk about um Valencia 10k that took place with some stunning performances there was also the British Cross Country Challenge down in uh, London in Parliament Hill, and uh, and we've also got the T.R.S. Runner of the Year, Paul Forbes, the Masters Cross Country of the Year as well. So we're going to be chatting to him too. So it's a bumper packed episode, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's I'm really excited to to crack on. So well, I mean, while we're on the subject, why don't we just crack on and talk about goals in Lewis. Have you had okay. any more thoughts about your own goals, your own racing? Like what's the
2: update with injury? Are we are well, okay, we getting any yeah. any better? Okay. So it's slow progress, but I have been making progress. I stalled a wee bit. Um, so I am um, doing what I normally do, I went I went online. So I did two things basically. So I made contact with my physio, Kenny Watt. Uh, but before that, I kind of went online and looked at uh the guy who's probably one of the world's best therapists, a guy called Enda King, E-N-D-A, Enda King, who's a, a, a guy from Ireland, but he works with Aspitar in, in Doha, had a performance there, and he's absolutely fantastic. And it's really changed a lot of what I think uh, about what, what I was doing, you know, particularly in terms of, so he goes on about, you've got the pathology of a problem, you know, whether it's your Achilles, your, your knee tendon or your groin, you know, so it's a pathological diagnosis. But he says that's that's one thing, but you've got the person themselves and their own biomechanics. So you've got the pathomechanics of, of how an injury is formed, um, but you've also got this person's biomechanics and you've got to work out what what is it that they're doing or not doing that's particularly for chronic injuries that's keeping things going. And through that, it kind of dawned on me that I have a bit of an anterior pelvic tilt, you know, so pelvis tilts forward yep. when I run. So I'm, I'm an old, old it's a kind of like an old man's hunched running, semi sitting, to give you a wee bit of a caricature. Um, yep. So, so, kind of, kind of part, part of the, the, the process of getting better is about changing your biomechanics a bit and, and doing yeah. some rehab exercises that do that, but also changing your running positions whilst, whilst you're running. So, long story short, this, this week, so I, I spoke it over with Kenny uh, as well, and we come up with a, a few things. So, long story short, I'm still on the treadmill, I'm still doing six, 6% gradient, but I've started running really a hell of a lot faster. In repetitions okay. and because I'm running faster I'm running taller I'm running more you know uh, on a midfoot strike I'm running more um with my my pelvis tilted backwards or posteriorly um and yeah. okay. lo and behold um it, har- it hardly hurts when I do that um oh. so I'm still not out of the woods but I can I'm rattling along at you know sets of you know, 30, 60, 80, 90 second repetitions with a kind of 40 to 60 slow jog recovery, but making sure yeah. I'm in the right in the right biomechanical position. And that seems to be having a very significant effect. Touch wood. So um I can, I, you know, That's I'm hoping I'm hoping hoping the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train coming, but you know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a uh, so what like it's an interesting thing like how because I, I you know I know when I go out for runs uh, for example today I did an easy run in in the morning and then I went out and did a a six k later in the day but within that six k I did strides yep. and I always find when I do my easy run it just feels my technique just doesn't feel great I just don't feel. I mean, I'm not injured. I'm not getting injured by running easy. It just doesn't feel very fluent. The moment you do strides, the moment you run fast, it just feels so much easier than than, than easy runs. You know, sometimes I I dread going out for an easy run versus doing a, a faster run.
2: So I I did think you're you're right. There's something about your what happens with your biomechanics on an easier run, and maybe maybe you sag forward a bit. Maybe your knees are bent a little bit more. You know, what's your head position like um, versus when you're kind of striding it? You know, when you're when you're going faster, you've got kind of a longer stride length. Your cadence is often a bit faster, and so you, so your whole position as you go through the air is is changing. So. I think there's definitely something in that, and and so one of the things I found really quite interesting in my research the past week was was just basically that that the guy Enda King basically said, uh, yeah, you can you can have an Achilles injury and you can do some stuff for your Achilles, but there's there shouldn't be a one program off the shelf for everybody with an Achilles problem. You know, there'll, there'll be some partial crossovers, but for most people, you've got to work out why what's the biomechanics behind this per- this individual's reason for having an Achilles problem? Because it's actually going to be about, there's at least three or four different groups of people, whether it's a, an Achilles, a knee or a groin problem. And, and so you've got to work out w- what, what are the limitations and how can you how can you address that through rehab exercises that go through multi planes? So you're not just going forwards, but you're but you're doing stuff that's sideways, stuff that's twisting. Um, whether you've got a broomstick above your head uh, yeah. to you know to do, do a bit <laughs> not of, between a bit your of eyes. running, I don't I don't fly on the broomstick, but, mm. <laughs> uh, but. not yeah anyway. <laughs>
1: So, so is that and the, yeah. the reason is the treadmill is the treadmill just because it's you know you you can it's the ease of use you can drop off at any point or is there is there something about doing it on a treadmill that is that
2: no no, no? The, the reason I do it on a treadmill is that is that running on the flat outside well whether it's on the treadmill or outside brings on the problem because that's more of a drop of of your leg on landing if you're if you're on a gradient of about six percent you don't you you know your 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 shin drop is is way is way less you know so you're not you're not landing with the same force so it takes the force out of it and the higher the the higher the gradient the more you kind of shuffle up like you're in your slippers you know Mm, and being an old man and having old man slippers (laughs) then it kind of
1: fits.
0: (laughs) 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 Well I'm glad to hear that you progress. You know there's something that's yeah progress exactly. Um, yeah. And talking about progress to, you know, generally for, for runners and athletes to progress, we need some goals. And, and you know, this is what we want to talk about is you know, Tom's just revealed some of his goals he's got. Um, you know, my goals are, 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 are kind of, you know, not really. I'm, I'm still up in the air in terms of what, what that looks like for the rest of the year. But certainly, imminently, I'm doing Tallahassee Marathon. Um, I've entered London Marathon. Uh, and nice. so, so that's exciting. Um, I've also got a potential other wild card, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll speak 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 to folk about that later. Uh, mainly Lewis about what what his thoughts are. Um, but yeah, that's that's my goals. And you know, for Tallahassee, really, it's uh, it's just about it's a holiday, really. You know, I'm going to unfortunate to be taking the kids away and. Going to disney world and universal and uh and and there happens to be a race which is which is always exciting uh and and i need to get i need to get my tallahassee when i'm two seconds and, and and not a first yet so who knows who'll turn up but who knows what what will what will happen in 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 the, in kyle's kyle's world when when he gets to the the start line who knows hopefully not not a honey gel at mile 22 again but uh fingers crossed so so that's my goals. There's there's not a huge amount of goals there but um it's so lot pro- to proper
1: so talking about goals then it, you said a lot of things there but none of them to me were goals. You know what I mean like there was and I, I think that's where you're going to run radio, yep. you're going to run the London marathon. Fantastic. I don't I don't see that for you that's not a goal. You're not looking to make the start line. You're looking to or maybe you are maybe you want to but and that's where Good question, I was but thinking, I don't know what the
0: the goal I've got the the only goal I've got is to to try and win Tallahassee, that's a so, goal. So, but that that's I goal. would
1: say, is that really like? So, who's what's the field like?
0: Um, the two the the, the pre, two previous champions are going to be there.
1: Oh, so you do know uh, the that field is, that? So it is an informed goal then. Okay. It's, but I mean, I've got no idea who the
0: other folk are. I'm not going to go on Athlinks. Uh, dot. Dot. Us to to to, to power to, you know power attend them all. But um, but you know like, like anyone could turn up. But.
1: Exactly. So, what would happen? Say you rocked up and you ran two twenty two, but you came sixth. Like, I know that's not going to happen in Tallahassee, but no, it's a good. Yeah, that's a but good you know question. what I mean. Like, that's so, where like your yeah. your goal is banked completely on something you've got no control over, which I find a bit like you're, are you, there's a high risk you're setting yourself up for disappointment there.
0: Right. So, so I've um, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a goal to. It's it's a maybe not a goal. What's the word? It's a, a wish. It's a, okay. it's a wish. I'm to not win saying it. you won't, I
1: actually think you've got a, good it's a fantasy
0: is, is, wish. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, I'm gonna prove everyone wrong, eh? And then you I, in... well,
1: I can't wait. for you to do that. But
2: like, well, well, my my well, yeah. goal
0: is though, right? So I know I've I've done it twice, and I, I ran, I ran 2:32 the, the first year. I did it then? I ran 2:35 last year. Yeah. So I'm going do the want wrong to, way. I, yeah. but, So I do <laughs> want. I I do want to get a my quickest time there
1: okay that's I mean I, so I there, think that's it, that's one. yeah
0: so I think I think 232 is going to be tight but I think last year I went through the first year I went through 74 minutes and then I, I went 70 what was 77 is that right Can't I do my maths here what's that that's 274 no, and 231. <laughs> that's
2: 231 232 yeah, yeah,
0: seventy four and seventy eight, and, and last year I did seventy seven and 79, 78. seventy eight. All
2: right. he's,
0: he's, Yeah. So if His I can do, last is
2: terrible,
0: is not it? I know it's terrible, especially live. Uh, I need need to pause this recording. Two, <laughs> I, I, if I can if I can go through in seventy six, two seventy sixes, I'll be happy. Oh, that that's that's that, kind that, of what that, I'm that's thinking. That's a
1: challenge. Yeah, and it's not, a
2: challenge. It's a challenge. We were talking about days. It's now, it's like 11 got. I've still got to do my long run, like, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> so, so here's, you know, this is going to be interesting when we get talking about the dynamics of goal setting and we rip all of this apart and put it together again for Kyle. So it's going, it's going ah. to be interesting. And, yeah, because that, mean, so that, do you know that what was, they're like? Go ahead, if, Garth, he, go ahead. if I was
0: talking a few years ago, the, the goal wouldn't just be a two thirty two; it'd be a two twenty six or something. But I'm, I'm 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 still in
2: love with I'm still yeah. In, but even right, that, but even, even even that's and yeah, right, okay. It'd, it'd be interesting once once we come, it's interesting for you to say these things because. I'm gonna destroy all of that on the but way. If, through and the that's walls. but I'm
1: really I'm Go. very keen to hear this because if I then so let me so right, as I mentioned, I'm gonna run London. And actually, unlike UCA, I've not yeah. actually entered. I need to pay my entry and, and actually uh, I, I've got an email saying in. I'm in and all that. So I need to I'm no, I've yeah, got the email. Yeah, so I haven't just I haven't I, you've got till March, but I'll do it. I will yeah. do it this week. Anyway, yeah. so I'm thinking about what do I want to do. And as i I was saying before Christmas, I need to get consistent. And actually so that was I was hoping I, I just wanted to start the year with a bit of consistent mileage and just get mileage in and then sort of you know get to about now and think about right what i'm going to do and there's about 13 weeks to go anyway lo and behold i've put together 300 three 100k weeks back to back and i'm feeling actually this is when yeah. i actually am on the money i'm focusing i can actually i can do this i'm getting up earlier i'm on the weekends we're prioritizing running maybe we're going away fine but so i'm now sitting there thinking so what, what is my goal for london and actually given I'm, i don't think i'm in I think I'm in okay base shape, and and I also think I've got a lot of time to get fitter. Yeah, I'm 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 very reluctant to go. Ah, oh, my goal is to break to finally break two thirty. I actually because I I'm I don't know if that is, I th- I don't well first I don't know if if I'm running. Let's say I've, one goal is to hold is to is to follow a, follow actually or actually execute a training block that actually really for me is a is a goal right now. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. not to get too attached to the time. I'd like to have a really yep. strong race on in London. I'm not sure about I say I'm not sure about time, but I, all I know is I want to finish feeling that I've been able to empty the tank and had a strong I've not fallen apart. I've had a strong run. But I guess the question then Lewis, in terms of process goals is how do i what's the yep. how, what's the best way for me to frame that thirteen weeks from a goal yeah, perspective? But-
2: so that's a good that's a good way to do it. So so we we'll t- right. So the whole goal thing came up because the last episode, I think you I am not sure if it was on the episode or it was our chat afterwards. Where yeah. we, were, we were speaking <laughs> we were speaking a bit about goal and you were speaking about smart goals. And I, sm- I said smart goals I are no are, are actually stupid goals. Yeah.
1: Uh, in, in well, many you backed respects. up the lot, study. You backed up the study yeah, in our
2: chat yeah, just to yeah, put me down. Yeah. Fight, fight. yeah. And it's uh so so part of this kind of so let me go through the smart thing just a little bit, you know. So that's the specific measurable, achievable, realistic, and and time-based. And and they sound great, but there's actually not a lot of evidence for that in goal, goal setting theory and practice as as done by Latham and Locke, who who are the, the kind of masters of, of this over the last nearly 50 years, I think. So one of the problems is is the original goal setting didn't come with achievable and realistic because achievable and realistic actually mean very very similar things so so they're not they're, they're not actually being they're not actually discerned from one another but the original goals were goal setting and and, and it's, it still pertains is about you have to make your goals challenging and difficult. You know, not not achievable and realistic. You need to be at the edge. You need to be pushing it. You need to make something that is a challenge. They're not an impossible dream, but 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 something that that's challenging. And it's the same with specific and measurable. They they mean the, the similar kinds of things. And a guy called Anders Ericsson who's the, the the godfather of deliberate practice. So he's the guy from whom the 10,000 hours rule came. You know, if you practice something deliberately for 10,000 hours, then you become world class. So he did that with violinists uh, in, in the 1990s. But this whole thing about deliberate practice, and he said deliberate practice is not comfortable. You know, you're practicing something that you want to improve with and you're on the edge you know, so 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 that's that's kind of like a, a, a lead into this. So when I'm looking at goals, and and I'm and I'm doing a bit on goals and, on on this dissertation that I'm doing in part of of um, you know elite performance states for athletes. So so you need to have goals, but so so let's speak through what goals are. So you've got an outcome. You've got three kinds of goals. You've got your outcome goal, and that's what we're speaking about just now. What's my outcome? And and this is about motivation. You know, what what are you motivated to do? Because your goal, your goal should be motivating. They should pull you towards something. There should be something that you you've got a big why for. You know, you've got why am I doing this? It's because I really want to and I feel good about it and it's pulling me towards it. And and it might be your big picture, and 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 it could be things like, yeah, I want to run a great time, I want to medal, you know, I want to podium, I want to break two thirty, I want to whatever. But what we need to consider is those those goals are actually often out with your control. They're fine as a mo- an initial motivator, a high level pool. But in terms of actually getting your goal, there's a lot more to do kind of underneath the hood. And what we need to recognise is a lot of goals are um, what's in or what's out of your control. And so running sub-230 might be out of your control. The, the You know, the, the weather might be awful. Mm. You know, getting a podium, as, as you said, Tom, you know, you might run 222 but finish sixth, but you want to podium. You know, you're not in control of of some of these kind of really big goals.
1: You might take a honey gel at 19 miles and shit yourself. (laughs) You know, many
0: things have happened. Yeah, I never shot myself, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, but but it is important, you know, so so in terms of the, the motivation, uh, there's really two types of motivation. There's intrinsic motivation. You're doing it for you because you want to and you're inspired to to, to be attracted towards a big goal. So that's intrinsic. You've got extrinsic motivation and, and many athletes are pushed by that. And that's kind of things I feel, I ought to do this. I should do it. I must do it. Or I'm doing it because my parents uh, said I needed to. Or my coach said I needed to. Or I'm doing it to impress. Or I'm doing it, for an external reason, and and generally the goals that are done through shoots and oughts and musts, you've got a much less chance of of uh, you know of making them happen. So, but the, the, you know we all heard the expression you know big hairy audacious goals, the BHAGs. Yeah. Um Now, mm-hmm. so they're important to have as a as a big picture that's motivating and really pulls you towards it, you know, so you make your picture big, bright, colourful, uh, and, and attractive and star glittered, you know, so that you think, yes, that I, I want to move towards this. But that, so that gets you your motivation and your big why, but it doesn't get you started with really getting the goal. So we've got to dip down, uh, you know, a couple of levels. So the first the first level that we dip down to is, is something called uh, mastery or performance goals. And so your, your, your mastery is about what, what are you already good at and what can you improve. So this is about about you doing stuff that improves you. And and what you've got to be careful about this is the the goals that you set have got to be more approach goals rather than avoidance goals. So, what do I mean by approach? I mean towards what you want, rather than away from what you don't want. So, yeah, avoidance goals would be uh, things like I don't want to finish last in this race, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, or I don't want to be beaten by so and so. These are avoidance goals. Or uh, another avoidance goal whether it's athletics or or at work is that I don't want to be showing up as as not being good enough. Um, and you know, so if you couch your performance goals in avoidance terms, this is what I want to avoid or or or, or steer clear of, um, then the evidence is is pretty clear that, that it's it's not great for uh for getting getting you any goal met. You have to look at it in terms of uh, yourself rather than other people. So master- it's, it's about where are you now and what can you improve? So that's that's a performance or mastery goal um, rather than basing yourself on other people. So sometimes that's called a normative practice. A normative practice is when you, you say, oh, I want to do as well as so-and-so. But that doesn't actually work terribly well. You've you've really got to do it in terms of what you want for you and you've got to look at your own competencies and see what you know what you you, you can develop. So in terms of mastery, you're looking at, you know, you like your previous performances and this might be stuff around. You know what your endurance is generally like, or what your speeds you know generally like, or what your psychological uh, you know state is generally like, and say, okay, that's where I was. If I was going to improve my performance, what would need to happen? And this comes back to what you're, you're saying, you know, Tom uh, earlier, really about um, you, you don't want to set a goal for London, um, that is um. You know, directed to time or, or 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 whatever. But you want to you want to set a goal that is more about how can you get the best out of yourself, and and what would that mean, regardless of what the time is going to be on the day. You what you said is you want to come away from London feeling that you know you've done the best you can and you've put everything out. You've you've had the best race possible on the day, no matter who's running, no matter what the weather's like. You know you've done. You know you can you can finish the race and feel. You know, fulfilled whether it's two twenty-eight, two thirty-two, or or you know, or or whatever. So, the so mastery and performance uh, goals are around things like if if we look at what what are the competencies that you would need to develop in order to run well at London. These competencies are around your physical competencies. So let, let, let me just run through a list and then, and then we can dive into them. So it's physical, technical, tactical, psychological, nutrition, recovery, lifestyle. And and you could go on. But but these are the, these are the big rocks. But you need to be saying to yourself, okay, in terms of the physical preparation. What am I already good at? You know, what's my you know, what, what do I need to do in terms of a long run? Where am I just now? What what do I need to do in terms of a longer run? What's my threshold like? You know, what's my marathon tempo like? How you know how am I gonna develop that? In terms of the tactical, you need to be thinking about um, you know, how am I gonna start this race? what you know what pace am I going to start out at you know am I going to try and negative split it uh, am I going to which is hard to do in a marathon or or, or 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 am I going to try and get them as even as I can or how, how am I going to work that how am I going to avoid and and you can you, you know sometimes it is good to say how do I avoid going off too fast because that's so often what people would, do in a marathon
1: so for me part of the the goal of running well is I would like to negative split and that might be partly because the the bet my PB, which was by far not just because it was my fastest time, but it was the best I've executed a race. Felt so strong, just was yeah. I could feel the time coming back to me, I, and, and I managed to split that day by about just under two minutes, I think. And I feel so that is stuck with me so much So that is a, that's part of that goal. Is when I say I want to run well, I I'm I that, yeah. I want to run. I want I don't want to fade, uh, and run. You know, I mean I. I don't, I don't yeah. want to put time down there, but that would be for me part of the goal, actually.
2: So what you're telling me is you're speaking about a previous mastery performance when you did do well and when things clicked for you, and you're saying, How can I bring that into this race mm-hmm. so that I can not only repeat that but maybe improve on it? You know. So you're speaking about so this is a mastery performance goal. You're you're comparing yourself in the past mm-hmm. to yourself now. You know, in terms of how you got that performance, and saying how can I how can I use and build on that, so that I perform well in London. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so that's that's really really important. But one of the things that that setting mastery and performance goals does is it actually reduces anxiety, and it reduces anxiety because they're much more in your control. When things are out with your control. Uh, and there's a lot of unexpected stuff can happen in, in, in a race, and shit does happen, um, th- that, that can make you anxious. And if you've got goals that you can't control or are too nebulous, uh-huh. then then it's, you, you can get quite anxious uh, around that. But So having, having approach goals, goals that are about you versus you, you uh-huh. versus you in the past, versus now versus into the future and how you want that to evolve and goals about your competencies what you what you're already able to do um, that's 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 one of the keys so we, we I'm going to go down down to the next level of goals which is is process goals and process goals are are around okay so what needs to happen how does it need to happen and when does it need to happen. So if we take if if we break down things like let, let, let's say you've got when I speak about your physical goals, I'm meaning your training goals. Uh-huh. You would sit down and you would map out w- what needs to happen in terms of my long run. How do I build that up? Uh, so the the process goal would be you know I'm doing I'm going to go from 16 to 24 miles over X number of weeks, and and this is how I'm going to do it. Um, Mm. and you know it's the same it's the same with with your marathon tempo sessions you don't you don't suddenly start off with a kind of full blown marathon tempo session you build into it but you're going to say am i going to do them every 2 weeks what kind of session am i going to mm. do to build that marathon pace and how am i going to progress it so that I, it's it's going i'm going to be at my best uh, you know come london and these are all things that you have got control over you could say things like, okay, psychologically, and this is a thing I, that really interests me. Uh, well, all of it interests me, of course, but but I like I like yeah. the psychology bit, which mm-hmm. is, you know, how how am I going to prepare psychologically for the, the the marathon? What am I going to do in terms of my self talk? What am I going to do in terms of how I focus and concentrate? You know, what what am I going to do in terms of um, you know, how I'm controlling myself during the race, particularly if I go through a bad patch. And so what skills am I going to use? And and so you can train these psychological skills in the same way as you train your, your max VO2 sessions, your threshold sessions, your hill work, your, your marathon tempos. You can train focus, you can train concentration, you can train your self-talk, you can train your imagery skills. And you don't leave that till the day. So a process goal would be to say, I need to start speaking to myself better in my head because you know, when things get tough, I say really crap things to myself, like, oh God, Kyle, yeah, you know, you're just useless or something like that. You know, you got this negative voice that, that, that comes in. And, you know, and if things are going badly in a session or a run or or you've hit a bad patch, generally, folks start saying bad things to themselves. And the research is, is pretty clear when people give up, it's, it's because the, the, re, the rate of perceived exertion, they can't, they can't cope with that anymore uh, psychologically. And therefore they give up and often physiologically, they've, they've actually still got enough in the tank. And you, and you know what it's like when, you know, you stop. Because everything feels awful and the voice in your head is telling you to stop. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you say, shit, I wish I'd carried on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel okay <laughs> in there or I feel better. Everybody's mm-hmm. had that experience. Yeah. And, and, and so we need to prepare for that and, and preparing a good self-talk um, strategy uh, for, for your race, particularly for when go- the going gets tough, is, is really important. So you've got psychological preparation. You've got your nutritional preparation. So in terms of a process goal, you've got to be saying to yourself, "Okay, what do I need to do in terms of nutrition? Am I just going to rock up uh, to the London Marathon and uh, have a couple of gels on the way round and not plan it out? Or am I going to plan not only what I'm going to have on race day, but I'm going to plan my race breakfast. I'm going to plan Mm. the 24 hours beforehand in terms of my carbo loading. But also... You know, in in the weeks before the race, how am I going to train my gut to cope with? Let's say I'm going to do sixty grams of carbs per hour in in gels, which is generally the minimum that that, that folk are, are are looking at. If I'm going to do that, I need to train my gut. So I need to actually have a performance plan that that uh, makes that happen. You know, so so again, I need to need to be looking at that. What about my recovery? You know, I need to plug in some recovery stuff as well, you know, whether it's recovery training, you know, whether it's a massage, whether it's a sauna, whether, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things you can do. But these are all process goals that you've got to say, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? When am I going to do it? And 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 they all build to that mastery performance, which is you getting the best out of you on the day and that's that's all you can do you know you might want to beat other folk but you have no control over that you might want to run a great time you have no control over that you know you know no -hmm. no control over the 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 total outcome but but what you do have control over are all these other things that can help you get the best out of yourself so that you can say uh you know i brought everything to the table and i gave it i gave it my best shot Mm -hmm. now if, if you use process goals like that, what the research shows very clearly is that massively increases your self belief. And self belief, or what's called self efficacy, is your ability to say, you know what, this is possible for me. I believe that this performance is possible. And self belief is a key factor in performance. Generally, when people's self belief is high, and it's legitimately high, it's not a false. Kind of, kind of belief an inflated narcissistic belief when people's self-belief is high they get a better perception of control and that you know they, they perceive more things are within their control and that leads to increased performance. So process goals are by out of all of these goals are are the ones that research shows very clearly lead to better performance. So there's a couple of things to to to, to think about. Um, so so something is 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 called mental contrasting. Um, so so you can have your imagined future, and Kyle, you've got your imagined future at Tallahassee. You know that that you replay in your head as a video, and you tell yourself how wonderful things are going to be. Bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. That's your imagined future, right? Yeah. Which is great, and and that's fine. But you need to come back. So what's the current reality? What's what are the obstacles that will get in the way of that imagined future? You've got to step back and say, What's my current reality? And 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 by by doing that, you're detailing here's here's the obstacles that'll get in the way, you know. Um you know, as you're saying, Tom. Well, thank God the wife's away this week. It means I can get some decent training in. You know, I didn't say that
1: for the record, Fiona. Yeah,
2: I made I made that up for you. Yeah, no, but they will uh, quite we'll I did together, guys. Yeah, yeah, We'll stick <laughs> together, guys. Yeah, don't don't, don't don't worry.
0: I'll let that but, out, Tom. Don't, <laughs> don't worry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, sorry, I'm
1: joking. She's gonna see it on the treadmill. I spend most of my evenings as bank of mileage. It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: So but there's two there's two issues with this, right? And 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 Kyle, you're you 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 have demonstrated one of the issues quite clearly, which is called indulging. So indulging is when you focus on your imagined future, but you're not what? actually addressing current reality or making a plan. You're hoping it will work out. You know. And, you know, should I be cruel and say this is this is a fairly typical pattern for you over the years (laughs) or not? No, I will not say that.
1: Every
0: every episode I'm like, I'll run, but I don't really I don't really care. Like I care enough to like I I completely understand what you're saying, because when I do my runs, like I did a run a 21 miler on Friday on the treadmill. And it went okay. I was quite happy with the one. The one previously, I did a 20, 21 miler. It went okay, and that got me thinking. Um, okay, I could. I, I think I could. I think I could run back. I think I could run a good time. Not an amazing time, but where I'm currently yeah. at, that's probably gonna. That's probably gonna so, so, be yeah. where I should be based on what my training's been yeah. like. And. You, you'll know you'll know when when I was like in 2014, 2016, when we're training to break 30 and into to break you know 225 and maybe sub 220. It was like it was so focused and I was so like regimented Absolutely. with the training. Whereas like I I'd love to get go back to that and like I think what if I was to I would believe in myself a lot more. I would believe in my running a lot more. And at the moment like. I mean, it's a multitude of things like age and, you know, maybe you know, lack, not as much consistent training, kids, all that kind of stuff, all the excuses. But like, I think there is. I'd love to give it a good shot again. But
2: yeah, but you're saying, you're saying you're saying everything. You're saying you're saying lots of things, Kyle, that all the listeners will be able to empathise with. You know, because yeah. because we all we're, we all we all go there. We're all good at indulging. You know, we're mm-hmm. all good at the fantasy, the what ifs, you know, and, and uh, y- y- you know, we indulge in that. Th- th- there is another issue, and that's called dwelling, right? So you've got indulging on the one hand, but you've got dwelling is when you see all the obstacles and you say, shit, I'm never going to do this. It's not going to happen. I'm overwhelmed by it. You know, there's uh, there's too many pro. You ruminate on all the things that are getting in the way. Um, and you don't make a plan. So, so these are the two problems that can happen with mental contrasting. You can, you know, if you don't do it properly, you either remain in an imagined fantasy world future, you know, where everything is is generally okay, but you, your goals are a bit nebulous. They're not, they're not honed. They're not focused. Mm-hmm. Or you can dwell, and you just think about all the obstacles and the challenges that will that will get in the way. Um, and and you talk yourself out of a good performance so that the go back to like but,
0: uh like how much do you want it how how bad do you do you want it if you really really want it you'll you'll do everything to you know you'll you'll put everything into that and you know you'll almost you know oh, yeah, forget no, about no, all the no, other no, stuff
2: no 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 And I'll tell you why, because because that means that you're relying simply on motivation alone by saying, all right, uh, when push comes to shove, I'll dig deep and and I'll push through and I'll be strong, Uh, you, you know. And yes, that's useful, but it's far more useful if you're doing that on a process based plan that has ticked all the boxes in the weeks and months beforehand. You know, it all works together. None, none of this works. None of this works in isolation. It all works together synergistically. Um, and and so so part of the problem is you're right. You're right, Kyle. You can have a nebulous kind of goal and not plan too much towards it, and then you can hope that on the day, you know, you'll do what you've done in the past and push your way through and say, look, I'm a strong-minded guy. I'll get I'll get focused and I'll get through it. And 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 maybe you will, but how much better could you have done if you planned it? Planned it more. And you don't need to plan it regimentally. You know, you don't need to have have it. You know, every moment of your day scripted. And you know, in terms of what you're going to do for your breakfast, you know, your recovery strategies, your easy run. Yeah. You know, your your you know you don't you don't need it that scripted. But but it's good to consider it. So so it's kind of like it's kind of like. Um, so there's a thing I like called a pre mortem that I was, uh, you know, that I was speaking to Tom about. And a pre mortem, you know, a post mortem in hospital is the patient has died. We need to find out why they died. You know, that's mm-hmm. what a post mortem is. A yeah. pre mortem by a guy called Gary Klein, who's a world famous um, uh, psychology researcher, particularly in business. So a pre mortem is you got to say, you got to say someone like. You project yourself to the marathon and you say, things went dreadfully wrong. You know, you, you, you project out and you say, it didn't go, it didn't go anywhere near as well as I expected. In fact, it was a disaster. And then you list the reasons why. Well, you know what? I said I was gonna, I was gonna do some, you know, six long runs. I only did two. I said I was gonna get up in the morning and get out, but you know what? I lay in my bed too much. I said I was gonna look at my nutrition, but you know what, I put on three or four kilos. Yeah, you know what I said. <laughs> I said I wasn't. I, I wasn't going to overtrain, but I did overtrain. You know, there's a number of reasons why you could you could underperform. You know, or or you know your goal dies, as it were. And and you can work those out beforehand, and then you can put a plan in place called an if then plan, which. You know you, you can use to your advantage, and it's and it's a process goal as well. So you basically, if, if you say to yourself, Kyle, you know I'm going to get up at six thirty each morning, and I'm going to go out and do an easy, steady run just to just to cruise some some miles, and I'm going to do that five days of the week. You know, if if you put that in a in in a plan, you can say if if it's raining or if I don't feel great, you know what I'm going to put my I'm going to put my shoes and my kit on and I'm going to go out for at least 10 minutes and see how I feel. You know, that's an if-then plan, you know. If if the weather's yeah. crap, if I feel crap, you know, for no good, you know, not that you're unwell, but you know, for no other reason than, oh, I just kind of be arsed today, <laughs> going out. Um, you you you're more likely then to bite the bullet and go out and then continue. You know, you, you might do your 10 minutes, but generally you feel after 10 minutes. I well, actually feel OK and, and you'll continue. So if if then plans are, are, are again, a guy called Peter Govitzer uh, has, has done heaps of work and they put stuff into action. I, I often use this with, with middle distance athletes. You know, what happens, you, you know, I get to say, what happens if you go off too fast? What happens if there's a faller? What happens if you're the faller? What, you know, uh, what happens if the pace is too fast? What happens if the pace is too slow? So they develop an if-then plan. So if this is gonna happen, then this is what I'll do. So yeah. so it becomes if you plan it in that way, the then statement becomes quite automatic. And and yeah. and it happens more automatically. <laughs> it's it's it, it it's like a post-hypnotic suggestion for your for your brain. So yeah. So mm-hmm. it essentially what, what this cu- culminates in is something called a gap analysis. So you take yep. all those things that are physical, technical, tactical, psychological. You work out what are the key bits for you and you do a gap analysis. You say, where where is it I need to be on a score out of 10, you know, on these various skill sets and competencies? Where am I now? You know, what's my number now? What's the gap? You know, and then you work out, you know, you've maybe got 10 things written down and you work out, you know, my top three or four big gaps. This is what I need to plan for. I need to, I I then need to say, so this is what I'm going to do. So this is process goals in action. It's the process of getting from A to B. It's not just simply wishing that that, that the result is going to happen and hoping that you'll get there and it will be okay. It's actually planning out planning out the the the, mm. the the sort of key bits you're, you're looking very thoughtful and nodding your head there tom what's going through your head so hey. I'm, I'm i'm
1: writing a lot i've taken i've been writing down a lot of the, the sort of key points and i've started i've started scribbling so i've written in the center of my pages i'm sort of as you were talking i started, started letting the pen follow so i've said london so i want to head of london and i haven't i'm just on the process side of it because i'm going to come back to some of the approach stuff and the but I think, you know, I want to, from where I am now, it's not necessarily what I need to, but what, what I want to, but I guess what I need to do is I need to build my endurance again, and I need which involves, uh, I also need to build my speed endurance, and I need to uh, remain as healthy as possible. Um, I yeah. see those as three things I would like to do. So in terms of developing endurance, pace endurance, uh, I, again, I need to work this out more, but the way you're talking, you know, including... A marathon you know including some marathon pace or some effort whatever however you phrase it in a long run every let's say every second week from february onwards i need to again we'll need to talk about that separately uh i'd like to hit i'd like you know again healthy you know colds and whatnot being but the objective would be to try and get two sessions a weekend um potentially including that one i'd like to build my long run up to 23 or 24 miles and i would like to have five of 20 or more through the block with 12 weeks to go, I did 20 yesterday. It's maybe not the, it's maybe a very, it feels okay. And I'd like to, I'd like to run, I was going to write, up, put a, num- a mileage number in, but again, even that, I know that the, well, I'd like to, I'd like to get my mileage of 110k a week, more, and from February onwards and yeah. then hold it there. But the he- remaining healthy ones are interesting one. I'm thinking that I want, and that's where my big push, and I'm touching with here because I've, part of the consistency of the last three weeks is, unlike December, I've not been as, I mean, I've had a couple of sniffles, but not ill with the kids. But you know, silly little things. I'm taking a multivitamin every day, which I wasn't doing before yeah. before in December, right? Uh, we are we are making this is another silly one, but again, parents will 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 uh, hopefully sympathise. I'm washing my hands much more now. You know, our kids have always got bugs, <laughs> and I know I can't be completely protective them, but I'm trying to become a bit more. You know, uh, you know. I had to wipe a nose. I wash my hands before I do something else. I know it's not always possible. Um, so try that. Maybe that's not, not a goal, such, but I'm trying to get my mind down those roads of how am I going to do all that? How what are all the things I need to do that if I do them, I will feel no regrets when I'm still on that start line.
2: Yeah. Um. So, so I think that's a good start. You know that, and and you know what, this is a process whereby you need to iterate it you know you need to start writing some things down and and it's not something that you do in five minutes or or in one sitting it's something that you're going to hone over the next say week or so and you're going to come back to it because you're going to sleep sleep on it you're going to think about it and things are going to become a bit more kind of concrete in your mind about about what are the keys for you and The fact that you're doing that is going to pull together for you the best performance that you can get. And you know what? Life's unpredictable. I say to Mm -hmm. all my athletes, races are unpredictable. Getting to the race is unpredictable, Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's in terms of transport. But it's also in terms of, you know what, I've had had three or four athletes looking to run big uh, 10 Ks in the past three months. And several of them uh, in the week of the race had either uh, some kind of bug or COVID uh, and, mm. and either couldn't run or, you know, didn't run up to expectations. And that's life, you know, um, you can do what you can. Mm. But, but, you know, but you might but you might want to look at things like and I've mentioned this this before when you heart rate variability monitoring, mm. you, checking your HRV on a daily basis will help you know when you know how much you're recovering are you really recovering or not are are all the additional stressors from work and family life and kids uh, you know are they uh, uh, you know have they pulled all your resources out so that you've you you've got less left so so you can monitor your health so you're doing things you know in terms of a multivitamin and in terms of scheduling stuff you know to help with your health but you can also Kind of monitor it by 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 looking at things like your HRV, and that that will give okay. you a more in more insight into maybe when you can go hard from when you need to back off a wee bit. Um, yeah, about, it's,
1: it's, so we're obviously we're talking here. We're talking very much. I mean, I'm given to it, you know sort of it's like the first quarter of the year. So it's like a three month thing. How often should athlete? And we talked a little bit about the BHAGs and like longer term. That's when I was very, for a couple of years before COVID, certainly, I can't remember. I was very much like, I think I can get myself. I really felt like, I mean, 230, I had, I had no doubts in my mind, none at all, that I was going to run under 230. And that's, I'm not saying that ship of sail, but now I don't, I'm not so hung up on it. I'm also not, I'm not as convinced. I'm convinced if I put a block together, I could, I would be in shape to do it. There's a difference between doing it. But, yeah. I, but then, um, I'm still I still remain convinced if I can put a block together but I just don't at the moment I'm less convinced I can do I can't hit I just don't see myself around life banking 80 miles a week I just don't see it happening and doing the and maybe I'm not having the distraction with work and and children and whatnot um so I'm I'm now trying to really think about okay so what what's getting me out of bed in the coming years um you know to keep running uh I guess, and I, my point was going to be, and we've obviously got, so Kyle's talking about Tallahassee; it's about three weeks away, and we're also talking. About, what's the kind of the sort of r- regularity or the timing people should be typically thinking about goals and things like that?
2: Well, well, but I think I think you're I think everybody's thinking about goals all the time, whether they know it or not, you know. So if you've if you set up a race, say say it's London, right? You, you, but you're thinking about sub goals. You know, are there any races I need to do before that? How am I going to prepare for those races? Mm. So you have to you have to have a set of goals around, you know, around that. Um, you know, if 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 you've got a big goal towards the end of the year, how how is from now to the end of the year going? How are you going to plan that out? You know, is, is there a block? Or, you know, if if you were an ultra runner, let let's say you've got a big ultra coming up, yeah, but you might want to say Right. You know what? I'm going to start a a block of doing some short hill reps and some 5k work to improve my speed, endurance and my strength before I then move into a block of 10k half marathon and then towards marathon, and then I'm going to end up doing a big block for my for my ultra towards the end. And I'm going to fit in some, you know, a 10K race, a half marathon race, maybe run a marathon, not as an all-outer, but as, as part of my training, um, uh, as I prepare for an ultra. And so you're setting goals for all of those races. You know, you're, you're using those kind of mastery and performance goals to say, you know technically and tactically what am i going to what am i going to use these races for what psychological skills will i practice within these races that will help me for my big race mm. you know so so and, and any time you step into a race You've got a goal for that race about how yeah. you want how you, how you want to do, and and there's stuff there's other stuff we can speak about that that is the key for my my dissertation and we we'll can speak about it at some point, but it's about how you self regulate during a race, you know what your race plans one thing, but when you get racing, how do you self regulate no matter what happens, you know mm. you know shit is going to happen, how do you use your You know, how do you dial up or down your arousal state? How do you keep that self-talk right? How do you keep the imagery right? How do do you pull on your previous mastery experiences and performances from the past that tell you, Mm -hmm. yes, you are a good runner and I can get through this? You know, I mean, Kyle, Kyle's had, had umpteen experiences of going into, you know, dark, deep pain caves uh, in in endurance I'm races and, and and coming out the other side now yeah. y- y- you know y- if you've not had that experience before it's it's impossible to teach but he's had that experience and so he can he can you know when he meets those those kind of episodes again, he knows that he's survived, that he's gotten through and he's got strategies to go through to get through it. That That's him drawing on his previous mastery. And, he, he, you know, and, ev- and everybody's got these these types of experiences in the past and they don't necessarily need to be running. There could be some hard thing you did in your life. You could have climbed the mountain. You could have, you, you know, you could have had a difficult childbirth. Um, you, you know, it's things that were hard, but you got through. And. Um, and you can use those as experiences to draw on, mm. you know. And, but if you plan that out beforehand, then then you're much more likely to be able to draw on them when obstacles happen during a race, particularly in longer races. You know, the the, the, the key thing, you know, although when we look at ultras, there was a recent study that's come out to say that yeah, your max VO2 and your threshold are still important even though you're running an Ultra. Um uh, y- y- you know, the key the key thing is around your ability to um use your nutrition effectively. Um be- be- because it's showing that that the folk who run really well in ultras have got the nutrition off pat. You know, they're 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 really good with that. And they're able to get through difficult times, you know, and and so so you need to you know that's what you need to prepare for, and and Kyle's nodding his head there because Kyle's been there and 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 he's done this in the past, and 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 that's part of the, your your problem as well, Kyle, is that you've had success in the past, you've been there and you've done it, and it's kind of like well you, you, do you just Repeat what you're doing, you're getting a bit older. Although the research says 35 to 45 is when uh, ultra runners you know reach reach the peak. So you're you go. still no, gonna you wee while then, to go. <laughs> but so I told that, you my can,
1: year's uh,
2: my
0: year's next my year is from August
1: 24. Why? Because you want to be a master's athlete. Masters athlete. Um but, yeah, but that in itself, is that that? How does the, so the goal becomes to win somebody as a master?
0: <laughs> I don't know yet. I need to, I need to, it's an evolving process. This, uh, yeah, maybe
1: goals. maybe to bookmark this thing, because we mean we had this for a while, but maybe we can move, follow up on. But I think what would be a nice way to kind of, we started with Tallahassee, maybe to bookmark this for now. So, Kyle, having heard all this, and it certainly has got my. Cogs worrying a bit. How does that give? Do you think any differently to Tallahassee then in terms of how right, you might approach it? It's too
0: late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> too, that's, it's too late fatalistic. that's fatalistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's fatalistic.
2: Uh, but that's called indulge. It's still it's in do, both indulging and dwelling. You know, <laughs> you're <yeah. laughs> still in fantasy I say, land. Uh, yeah, I'll, be it, oh, <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be
0: honest i I've just uh I just haven't taken it seriously. I haven't I haven't taken running seriously for
1: that's my point. Like no, what what are you gonna do in the first mile, right? What are you gonna do, right? do in the first mile when that race starts?
0: I don't know, i
1: <laughs> go see with the leader, happens. run your own set of pace. I'm,
0: before the, the week before I'll be probably like fifty miles of walking around Disney. So <laughs> well, that, that has to take into account.
2: So I won't really Amazing. know until the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's it's, so it's a, tra- it's a, tra- it's a tra- training run in preparation for London. Yeah, but it's a training run that you want to win. That's the, this is what I don't understand. Dude, like I don't want. I, I would like to win. Okay, I right. I, if
0: I <laughs> if I win, if I win, that's great. If I don't, then you know what? Like ah, I, I've got. I'm Oh, going I back wish to this race was
1: televised. Day. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm tempted to write to the Tallahassee <laughs> organizers and ask them, like, just get a kid on it with a with an iPhone filming the front. Do you know? Don't. don't they that's they all write I want to, to see.
0: The, I meant I'm down as an elite athlete, so uh, they might they might forfeit my uh, my accommodation. But uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm looking for like it, it it's like super interesting. If I was serious about my race, I would do all this. But I do it for my athletes. I get them to plan their goals and to write what they're doing. For me, just now, it's just it's it's too it's not it's not important. It's not important enough for me. Uh, yeah, it's so exa- so
2: that's, that's exactly right. So you're looking at your motivation. You're actually, when you say it's not important, importance is about why, you know, why you want to do something. You're saying it's not that important. And that's why um, the outcome goals, in my view, are still important to, to you know, to make. If, if yeah. your outcome goal doesn't motivate you that much, then you ain't going to perform. And, and you're telling us very clearly that that you're not actually highly motivated. It's a kind of get round, see what you can do. If you if you get the win, it'll be great. If you run well it'll be great. But if you don't run well, you know, it won't be a disaster and you know you're not, not going to get too hung up about it. So that this is not what we're doing here with you is not really goal setting because you've not you've not actually you're not investing emotionally in a big performance. And that, and that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you can't but don't use goal setting because because that's not what it's for. Goal setting is about challenging goals that bring you to mm. bring you to your edge. And yep. you're you're not you're not doing that just now. Maybe you will for London, or maybe you'll just pace Debbie. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think she
0: wants me to be a though, so there's there's no way Kyle's
1: gonna there's no there's zero chance. Zero chance, Kyle's gonna to want to look at me sail away from him in London. No chance. <laughs> I mean, just I ran the fastest T.R.S. marathon last year. He's not gonna let that lie two years in a row. If he doesn't break it in if he doesn't break it in Tallahassee, you can be oh, sure in London. Of course London, he
2: did. You did run faster. So you, last you guys, year, you? you guys are doing a self versus other thing now. You know, <laughs> I, I want to. Kyle wants to avoid. Uh, you know, not being the best T R S marathon. Runner, <laughs> that's, my that's my goal. That's my goal. So that's an avoidance goal. <laughs> Gotta be careful with them, Kyle, because they backfire. <laughs> uh, Whoa, okay. Kyle's moving. Audience, Kyle's moving uncomfortably in his seat. Do, do you know what? Like, <laughs> do you
0: know? I'm 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 delighted to I'm delighted I'm I'm not ta- I'm not going to be here for the next two episodes. So uh, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I'm I'm sorry, I also. I also know that I know, I know that I get that will that's also the type of thing that gets Kyle out the door. The sort of that sort of comment that like yeah. if I'm yeah. that sort of probing that there's that uh, yeah that you there's that risk is there that'll get the door anyway. I would say let's wrap that but I'm I think uh, we should uh, like well for London I think we should have a think I'm going to certainly mull this over the next couple of weeks and maybe we can we can uh cat regroup and listeners you know if any anything that's you're on your, any feedback on goal setting anything you're anyway you know how you if anyone wanted to kind of share their goals we'd, we'd love to hear from you um absolutely very cool shall we yeah, wrap up i enjoyed that with...
0: i enjoyed that uh, enjoyed very cool not my part but um listening to to lewis and and and, and one thing i was going to say is like people will be probably asking that like, how do i start this is there like a is there like a template people can use or you know what's is there anything out there that people can say right for a 10k or you know these are the these are the steps you need to think about when it comes to focusing on these some well, of these process goals I,
2: I, I think I think there's all sorts of plans out there that that folk can get for, for 10ks half yeah. marathon. you know they' they're basically just training plans but they're not customized unless you pay a lot of money for somebody to speak to you and customize it uh, I mean I'm putting this Stuff together. It's co- I'm copywriting it because it's it's um, you know stuff I've pulled together and it's unique. Um, so, but it's not published yet. Uh, so it's not. That ne- was a little no teaser, teaser folks. out there. Little, L- teaser. little teaser. But but you know, um, the bottom line is what we've discussed today. You can use for any running goal, but you can use for any life goal as well. There's no difference, yep. a business goal, a life goal. You know, we we're, were speaking, you know, Tom, about Fiona earlier being away in an entrepreneur's course in, in America. And then, you know, the kind of stuff that she's doing, this would work incredibly well with in terms of business goals. It would work for, you know, we spoke about, about, you know, the kind of work that you do that takes your way to, to Oslo from time to time. Um, and it, you know this works there too mm, you know these are these are general principles that when when you apply them to any context you will get results with and this and and th- this has been proven in education learning um you know whether it's sport whether it's business this works i've, I've just pulled it together in a way that it's Probably not been pulled together before, and I'm I'm, I'm debating whether this copyright stuff. Whether I'll, I'll send it to you or not to have a look at. It. But I'm just a bit worried you might you might pass it on. So I'm going to have to have a conversation <laughs> with you after this. Yeah, no and, uh... <laughs> I, I
1: I'll tell you what, though, but I think in terms of getting, you, the, the kind your question, we're getting started. I mean, I certainly, I think I'm hoping a lot of listeners already will have that'll get their ju- yeah. creative juices flowing about what they're going to mm. be doing. Um, Right. So in terms of process goals, my goal, my goals are to try and get to bed earlier now to try and uh, to get good sleep and good recovery. So and let's let's start moving this on. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. 10 well,
0: to nine. well, I mean, let's. Without, I mean, we've got someone who's achieved many, many process goals, no doubt in in achievements as uh, TRS runner of the year from 2023. Of and also the master T S masters runner of the year, and uh, you know many an accolade last year, world records, champ, world championships galore, um, is none other than our previous guest, uh, Paul Forbes. So here is Paul Forbes.
3: Yeah. So you were saying you were an age group below me? Um, yeah, I. So I used to.
2: Juniors. So I, I, so you were a junior when I was a youth.
3: Right. right.
2: And uh, so I would run against guys like John Scott, Derek Innes, Terry Young. Right. Uh-huh. You maybe remember those those guys. You probably don't well, remember I do. me, but.
3: Yeah, I, I don't unfortunately. No. It, depending on how quick or how good you were, you would spring up on my radar at some point or not.
2: As the case it, you, it, it, uh, yeah. You didn't. <laughs> so, so, so you're right. So you're right. I wasn't. I wasn't that great. I ran about 154 at one point. That no, was about it. Yeah, there's
3: nothing
2: wrong with that though. That's a yeah. <laughs> time. Yeah. So, so it was okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was an age group champion, but that, that that's where it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Do That's you know it's funny? Like, going,
3: eh? what, so when it stopped, did it stop because you stopped running? Or did you realise that you weren't really going to get that far?
2: Well, no, I wanted to get that far, but I started medicine and oh, uh, right. and and became a doctor, and that that basically oh, course, ru- right. ru- ru- ruined most of it. Really. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So, did
3: you enjoy yourself at the time?
2: Yeah, so, no, but I've done a lot of coaching since, I mean, I coach a lot of really good athletes at the moment, so. I know, I see your name popping up. Oh. So, so that's, uh, that's the heritage, but I still, you know, middle distance is still my first love. Of course, and,
3: that is. Um, what else it, could it be? Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> well, exactly, although I have run kind of 10Ks, half marathons, marathons,
3: uh-huh. Um
2: yeah, so it's, I've, I've got a wide range from 800 to ultras in terms of the folk I coach these days. It's good to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, no, you, you, you would never you would never survive beyond, probably 3K would be the longest you might race, is it? It's
3: funny as you should mention, I'm running a 3K <laughs> next week, or this weekend. Okay. Uh, indoors, it's the first 3K I've ever tackled that I can remember, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It should, be, it should be
0: interesting. Where is it, Paul?
3: Where's the? It's seek, the yeah? British indoors, the British Masters indoors down in um, uh, Sheffield. Oh right, okay, it, okay, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say it's. For that. I'm not going to just trip, you know walk up and give it a, you know and without training for it. So we've been working towards it. Oh um, nice. So yeah, yeah, so it should be interesting. It should be quite good. How have,
2: really? how have you found? How have you found working towards it without getting into the Emirates? Brutal. Yeah. Uh, everybody
3: seems to think, oh, you know, oh, big Nancy boys, you can't get in there. We train in the cold all the time and this, that, and that. Yeah. We train in the cold all the time as well. Yeah. The thing about yeah. indoors is that it, it's 200 metre track, not a 400 metre track. There are different reference markers that we use when we're racing for timing and things like that. Yeah. You have to get used to running on a curb, but you have to get used to running off a curb. You yeah. have to get used to making sure that if you're going to go, you go. You, you don't have yeah. space to, to muck about. You know, if you're going to go, you go on a straight so that you're in the front by the time you have bend. All of these things are, 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 are worked out in training. Yeah, absolutely. Look what happened to Alistair last year at the World Indoors. In, yeah. October, two, in October, two cones.
2: Right. Yeah. Now, I
3: think that the the you know disqualifying was absolutely ridiculous. The, the, you know, yeah. it, it, it was second anyway. It was one of these things. But yeah, he knocked over two cones. He didn't train indoors. He doesn't take that into consideration. Yeah. You know? Yeah. but at, at the speed, relative speed that we're going, um, you need to be cover all the bases, and training indoors on a track is one of them.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you know this it, is. Uh, this is this is great conversation. Like I didn't want to even introduce it. The moment you both of you came on, it was like let's record this. There's been no introduction or anything, but I love it. You know, I, this is this is what people want to hear. That you know, just uh, you know, legends of the sport in, in various <laughs> disciplines. But you know, Paul, um, you know, Lewis meet Paul, whatever. You know, we've done all those meet and greets now. Um, Lewis is our. Our co-host uh, with with Tom as well, so uh, right. It's um, and and Lewis is my coach too, so it's kind of gone full circle. You know, Lewis was an 800 meter runner. I didn't actually know your time, Lewis, until now. you uh, kept that down right? the down
3: low. But, uh, and
2: that, that was 1977, <laughs> Kyle. So a, <laughs> was that a long time ago. I was, always was, ask, always always ask them, Kyle. What time did you run? <laughs>
3: Just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy, but uh, no, like Paul, we, we got you in the show because you've had an incredible year. Um, and uh, for anyone who who hasn't listened to Paul, we we did have a cracking episode. I uh, I think it was at the start of last year, was it? Um, yeah, we, we had you on, yeah, yeah and and it was and we had so many. You know, we people just want more of Paul Forbes, you know, and and not only. Not in a <laughs> podcast, but but they also want him to, to show his prowess in the track, which you clearly have this year
3: uh, or last year. It's been a smashing year. There's no two ways about it. You know. Everything yeah. that I've, I've, I've targeted and everything I've went for has come off. You know, which is oh, really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, nice. yeah. Um, so, like, just... A lot, a lot, go on then.
0: No, no, I was just going to say, just talk us through what, what you've done, like, this last year. I mean, we, we we've kind of talked a little bit about it here and there but like yeah just yeah. kind of yeah, talk us through this, what that was the,
3: the major we have as masters we have two major championships every year so one's a world championship and one yeah. is um, a european so and one is indoor and one one is outdoor so last year the world indoors were in Turin in poland yeah, um, yeah. and i ran the eight and the fifteen um now the, yeah. the 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 eight hundred is pretty much you know as long as I stayed on my feet I'd be okay. The fifteen hundred's different. I'm still learning how to run a fifteen hundred. I'm not particularly good at them. Um, It sounds ridiculous. I'm a (laughs) little bit but I I can run a lot quicker. Um, yeah. And part of yeah. that is, is confidence. So I wasn't particularly confident of the distance. And nothing worse, you going out and a running, track and them. Christ, I wonder if I can make this. <laughs> because yeah. it could be a wee bit embarrassing when you blow up on the back straight. <laughs> Snot blind blinding you, are coming up the home straight, wishing you'd done something else. So over the winter, where Paul McMonagall, Graham, and Laura Haggerty, we all did a lot of work towards 3000, but I wasn't going to run a 3000. None yeah. of us in the end. Um, so I went on the strength side and moved away from the 800 metre type of running. I was always, I'm was i always quick. I'm, I'm always fairly quick. But yeah. when I think about what I'm going to do, I think, well, how quick do I need to run? Not how quick do I want to run. How quick do I need to run, particularly in training? And I thought, yeah. well, I want to run an 800. I'm going to, have to, I'm going to need to run such and such. So we, 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 based, the, Paul McMaster, we based the indoor um, work on the 3,000. And that's why I had a bit, a bit of 1500, because I was a lot stronger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there, there's a, I mean, there's a, a good underlying pace there as well. If I want to run an 8, I ran 218 um, for, for, a, for a, an 800. And that was with no 800-meter training. And only yeah. a couple of weeks of periodization just to pick a wee bit up. So most of it was strength. I'm getting older. Um, I'm 67 mm-hmm. this year. It's unlikely that will get quicker. So again, this year I look at it and I think, okay, what do I need to run? Can I run 62, 63 for a for a, a 400? Yeah, that's that's quick enough to run a really really good 800 if I want yeah. to. So okay. again, this year we've looked at the 3000, but I'm going to run one this year rather than use it for training. Okay. Um, but, but my main aim is to run a really good indoor 1500.
2: What? that's right. a big difference from the old days, because I remember yes. in the 70s you wouldn't touch a 1500 at all. <laughs> a- anything beyond 800, even a, even a 1K, you were fearful. <laughs> no, yeah, but you were obviously weren't paying attention you Because
3: every year around a 1500, usually the the East districts. In the East, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mickey um, Mouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mickey, I mean, it's, uh, Listen, if you're winning a 1500 title in east district, I bet you'd take it.
2: Um, well, you, know, well you, you, you probably would. I mean, there was guys like Adrian Weatherhead and that in those days as well. He used well, to
3: yeah, I did a bit yeah. of training with Adrian for you know a good bit of the time. I mean, the training squad we had was
2: absolutely phenomenal. Well, phenomenal.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it, it was all geared towards speed. At the time when I was training with Adrian, um, quite often he said, "You need to move up to the mile." He says, he says, yeah. I, he you need to move. I didn't want to. I wanted no. to 100 stay hundred, and that's it. So I stuck to my ace. Um Goodness knows what I might have run over the miles. Uh, yeah, month. yeah.
2: It was, was it like Bill Walker five, that was it? Bill Walker that coached you up to a certain stage, and
3: then I moved to John Anderson. Yeah. Oh, all right. Until I got okay. 21, 21, and I yeah, to yeah. Um, I mean, two phenomenally talented coaches. You know, very intelligent. Uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Bill, Bill I mean, was he, great.
3: Yeah, dealing with somebody like me is not easy. Very, <laughs> mercurial to say the least, you know. But um they got the best out of me, they were great.
2: Yeah, but there was you there was you and there was Peter Hoffman as well, remember? Pete, yeah. And and yeah. Peter, I think I think he dyed his hair orange when he was uh, picked for the Olympics, didn't he? I think he?
3: that was that was I don't know was if he was it going to Olympics at that time. I gave that a was attempted to go blonde and it came out orange. Yeah. <laughs> i uh, have used to have great fun. I mean, Pete and I grew up together, within, yeah. within two hundred metres of each other. It's really unusual. Ops gangs. Wow. I was in a prefab. Pete was up the road in the tournaments. Um yeah. And you t- to get two guys so close together in that environment at that time in the sixties and seventies, um, wow. and we both, we both ended up at well, Pete Olympic games and Europeans, and we at three Commonwealth games. But yeah. yeah. It's summer.
2: ridiculous. And I mean Peter was probably the most beautiful runner that i have ever seen he Classical just it was yeah. just what a style he had
3: yeah. he was just was like exactly
2: liquid gold going around the track
3: yeah it, 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 was, it was very very quick Pete. absolutely phenomenal and, and so unfortunately it was an achilles injury that finished it all it just yeah. did not go away um but, but
2: he had, had a great he had a great kind of range from like 50 meters to 800 I mean, he was really a four eight eight guy. He was a speed merchant 8-800 eight, metre runner, wasn't man. he? Because he it was about yeah. one forty 6 or something I think he ended up running. Um, just a wee bit slower than than yourself. But, he, you know, I mean, he, he won Scottish titles at sprints. Um, he, in fact, I'm sure, sure go, he won three ace titles.
3: he would go and train with Wales and, and McMaster and that. They would yeah. win stats. People join in with him. Yeah, and, uh, Christ, look at him absolutely flying. You know, they couldn't, couldn't yes. even believe the, the, the pace <laughs> that he had on him. It was good. He was oh. a 46 second man over yep. 400 as well. Um, so, he had it all apart from possibly the robustness <clears throat> of his body to cope with the training. For the, I'm, I'm you know, I'm looking in hindsight now when I think yeah. about where we were and what we were doing. Um, and when things like that happen, it's just there's the robustness of your body that can't handle. The, the the preparation or, or the work that you need to do to get to where you're going that, yeah, that's just yeah. an opinion of course there uh, could be tombs <laughs> I don't know but, <laughs> well
2: but, but the training used to be way too hard in those in those old days at times you know and, and and it was the best that folk had at the time I mean I was coached for a point by Frank Horwall and, oh, right. and 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 Frank basically if you weren't being sick in a bucket um, after a session you hadn't trained hard enough you know it was <laughs> it was that kind of intensity Aye.
3: I, people ask me now, what would you have changed, and I, I, would, I would not have trained as hard. You know, I look back yeah. at it, and I'm, well, we were absolutely killing ourselves. Um, I am forty five, but I, I look back at the diary, and that week I was running sets of 600s. Yeah. You know, and,
2: and yeah. the,
3: the pace that we were running was incredible. So we were virtually racing every week, and, and the taper would be a day off, yeah. and, then, yeah. and then go a day off. Well now, I I, mean, I I do two hardish sessions a week, and the rest is it's just, you know, a tempo running jogging. So what you kind know, of
2: what kind of sessions are you using in preparation for your three k? Then what, what well, are you getting done?
3: In the past, you know, always prepared me. I've got a training diary here, you know, just in case these questions come up. Today, I was at Airdrie with Paul McMonigle when I ring. Um, the weather is absolutely atrocious. We've got the most beautiful new track at entry, by the way, and it's free to get in and on. All Very right. Oh, it's cracking. The same sort of surface oh. we've got at bank, which is an absolute belter. So today we're in three times 600, 400, 200, for 45 seconds between the six, the four, and 30 seconds between the four and the two. Yeah. And we're aiming for 39 seconds, just under 10-minute pace for the um, the 10K. Um, okay. a, we did three sets of that. Last yeah. week we tried to run three by a mile at Strathclyde. Um, we couldn't get anywhere. Everywhere was, how you say? The only person that completed this session was Laura Haggerty. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, got, I got one and a half of them, in, and I picked up a wee niggle in my calf. And again, going back to the back in the day, but I just kept going. I don't keep going. Well, <laughs> I stop. <right laughs> Something's untoward. I just stop right away. The um, yeah. this last for months now, not weeks, you know, so, so I pulled up, yeah. Paul McMorrigal pulled up, he'd fallen off his bike the week before, I think <laughs> he suffered into the bruised ribs. so a lot of batted than three by oh. a mile a two minute recovery, five by um, a thousand, we had two, two minute recovery, sessions yeah. like that. Um, and we just get into a nice rhythm when we start banging them out. We, we ran a, a slightly quicker session a couple of weeks ago. It's 12 400s with 60 second recovery. And we're running them in 76 seconds. So we're all uh, decent. running well. Uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a decent session for anybody. Yeah. So have you, got a, have uh, you yeah. got a time in mind? Have you got a goal in mind? Well, I, initially, I'm going to run the 3k at the European Indoors. Okay. So next week or this weekend will all be about the distance, getting the distance in, finding out how I feel. Um, I, no, have, have I got a time in mind? Yes. Am I telling anybody?
2: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Quite> right. <laughs> but it's not it's
3: going sad. to be anything fantastic. If I want to run fantastic times, I much do it in the championships. So much rather. Yeah. It's unfortunate because Alistair would usually be running. And over a distance yeah. like this, I'd, I'd much prefer Alistair to be in the race. You know, I don't want to be yeah. stuck at the front myself. Uh, I, I, these, you know, 15 laps, if I was at the front trying to focus for that amount of time, I, I find it difficult. Um, I yeah. may not find the pace difficult, but just the, the doggedness, you know, the, the, the resilience to keep banging them in, the laps in. It would be well, to see how yeah, it'd be work. great
2: Yeah, so it'd be, be great to sit in Alistair's Shoulder and let him do all the work I mean, he is far more of a distance runner Coming down absolutely, absolutely, but, absolutely Yeah, absolutely yeah. that's, that's I think we 15, Yeah, the 1500 Hand yeah. out like that at the World Championship
3: yeah. God, um, What to put, does he do? <laughs> it's has been caught between a rock and a hard place at Aden for for months. so I thought I'm just going to sit behind them. It's as simple as like that. And yeah, I'm so very you, very fit going into that race. Very fit.
0: Yeah. So he so you got there because I think um you know the the last time we spoke on the podcast it was like when are we getting the 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 Al Walker Paul Fer, Forbes showdown. That's down? right.
3: Yeah, that's and, right. And
0: and that was a showdown, but it was yeah, at fifty. It seems a
3: great race and it, for somebody that a lot of the people in the stadium watching it, it was a super race to watch. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. classic.
0: Two, and then um, Two Scots and, just started
2: like
3: yeah. Ah, just going for That's it. I finished about, I think I was about point three off the world record. So that's Alistair's fault. Um, have, he should have made it He should
2: have gone faster. Yeah, <laughs> doing, absolutely. Faster. Do
3: you still
2: do you still <laughs> get the same buzz? Do you still get the same buzz now? Do you get more of a buzz? Um, I, I, the same buzz. Area. I just
3: yeah. I, I enjoy racing. It's absolutely wonderful, you know. But I also enjoy now the planning that goes into it, um, and having my own wee group to to train, but not my group, our group to train. Yeah. With. Yeah. and everybody else is competing as well and it's great for, you know we all feed off each other and it's nice to see everybody running really well but yeah i get a buzz out of it absolutely my family love it as well everybody thinks yeah it's
0: great. I know. Do you, do you know it's um, also quite you know one of the reasons i think you're voting for the ts run of the year is because you're not you know you've clearly you've been a, a legend in the sport you know as a youngster and um, you've you've come back into the sport and you've 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 achieved great things in in the sport in terms of world records, world championships. But you know the, the the TRS Runner of the Year, and I'm sure all the other awards that you got. It's not just about the achievements; it's about the person, the character,
2: Absolutely. and what you give
0: back to the sport. You know, you've you've give. You know, I I know you've you've done a few things. You know, you go on podcasts. You've done a Sweat Elite video and things like that, and and you've also you, you've you've given talks to to some of the athletes, you know, anybody the, that will listen. The athletes and, <laughs> anyone who'll listen, you know, and like it's it's just amazing, you know, to to like you know see see what you've done for the sport over that period of time. It's there's brilliant. so
3: much I mean it's, it's been a lot packed into the last sixty, seven years or whatever. It's been absolutely brilliant fun. That The knowledge, I can't take that with me. It would be remiss of me to take that away. You know, I should be sitting, speaking to people like Lewis and coaches and things like that. Yeah. I haven't got anything prof- prolific or, or to, to say or prophetic or whatever, but there's probably things in there that I, I take for granted. The other thing, yeah. oh, I never yeah. thought of that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and that information needs to be fed back in to the coaching system or the athletes or whoever. And I've done serious, you know, people ask me the most ridiculous questions, some of them ask me super questions that I can't answer, and I'll go away and think about it, I think, well, it's not, you know, maybe, you know, he's got something there, eh? Other guys yeah. take it to the, to the extreme, somebody, this was in Braga a few years ago, was and he came up with this question, how do you transpose, and he went into this big dive, and I thought, there's my bus pal. I'll see you later. I, 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 I had <laughs> what he was talking about. I said it's just yeah. running. Yeah. I, there's, there's other bits involved, but it's just running. But we need to give them all that back into the sport again. Some of the youngsters that are coming through are brilliant. You know, absolutely super. I, I I love watching them coming through, and but I need to say to them, just take your time. No, take it take yeah. it easy. Don't batter yourself to death by by any manner of means. There. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that that's <laughs> Kevin Andreas. say hi ya? Yeah. <laughs> How you then? How's it going? Packet <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut. Packet okay, right, crisps. That's just my money. Right, <laughs> right. sort of, right. right, so that, all of that, I, I thoroughly enjoy talking to people. Life, right? I, I think, is great. I mean, I'm also looking for other things. You know, I'm getting older. I need to look at other avenues to keep myself going. To improve, although the the big word relative is now involved in anything because your age, but I can still improve from where I am. So I like to talk to people and find out what's going on. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find them like you know? Obviously, there's that the age and performance, and you know, you've you've mentioned that you don't want to. It's not about. It's not just about improving times now. It's potentially at some point it might be just you know there might be a. Maybe a decline, you know. Um, who there's knows? Not, there's, not, all, you
3: like, know, what's, there's not maybe about it. Of course, there's going to be a decline yeah, at some point. Yeah. I mean, it, and may be a, it, it may be a, it may be just a quick boom. You're right, right off the end, or a, just a gradual, you know, um, yeah. reduction in strength and things like that. But so I look at all the all, all of these things because it's going to happen. There's no two ways yeah. about it. I still work three nights a week, and in these three nights I provide health and social care to uh, elderly people up in Bolerno and Currie. Uh, uh, they just yeah. up road there. So, to effectively, I can see the future. You know, these people are uh, 90 <laughs> yeah. years old. And then, you don't want uh, to avoid yeah, that. <laughs> absolutely. You know, uh. you can't avoid it. You want to um, delay it, if, if yeah. you want. You want to try and delay it. So... Keeping myself healthy and fit doesn't um, make me immune to the vagaries of life, far from it. I could be infected tomorrow morning and be ill and that's all over. But if I'm going to go and compete and I want to compete well, I have to look at the other avenues to make myself strong, stay as quick as I possibly can. But the big thing is injuries. I mean, God almighty, you know. A soft tissue injury years ago would have taken a week, 10 days to, to, to go away. Sometimes now it's seven or eight weeks. You know, yeah, to get back to the point where I'm up on my toes and running. So i very, very wary of things like that. Um, so and,
2: what about strength work, Paul, then? Are you, are you putting strength work in? Do you do sit-ups, press-ups, a wee bit of just that, Yeah. Like, just step-ups and things. I don't do an awful lot of it. Because that, that's I, maybe it's maybe yeah. an avenue to think about, because that, yeah. that is one of the keys as, as you get older. We, we lose 10% of muscle mass every decade.
3: So um, Laura Hagger, tra- Laura's a physiotherapist by trade, eh? there And she's always at her She does gym work. She does. She does, um, power lifting and just okay. She's as strong as a bloody horse. I'm Graham Gamble, Gigi he's started doing it now as well. Um, right, more or goes to the gym. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> get you were always a bit of a maverick, weren't you? well
3: yeah. I've never. That's
2: going <laughs> uh-huh, Yeah. Hands up. <laughs> Right,
3: yeah. um, I, so at the moment everything seems well, but I do wee bits and pieces. I do. I mean, I've got some um, chairs at the back that I do step ups so on and whatever. I've got some weights up the stairs. I just dust them doing them again. Yeah. Right, <laughs> that will do me. You know. <laughs> old school, just old school. it, like, you know. And it seems right. to work. You know. I know. I, I keep saying to people if you're getting away with something, it means you're doing something wrong. But I'm getting away with something. that, that so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, there's a good moral in that. You're absolutely uh, right. Take it, of course. I uh, um, think other people go on and say about um, longevity, you know, you're turning back the clock. They're not turning back the clock about anything. A lot of it's down to your, I suppose, your makeup as well. The, the, the type of the, uh, f- physique and the, the way that you put your attitude's a big thing, you know, yeah, um, yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. Go on about longevity, and you blah, blah, blah. That's, that's fair enough. And it would be great to get to 85 year old and you're still jogging and everything's okay. But longevity gets there. There's a point where longevity becomes a curse because you're sitting in a chair, you're not doing anything, you're sitting looking at windows because you're immobile, you've lost your independence. But because you're quite possibly because you've been fit and healthy all your life, it's going to delay this um, transition to death by several years, and you can be pretty miserable sitting in a chair looking out the window
2: all the time. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think the evidence now, though, Paul, is that it, it improves your health span, so, uh-huh. so you're, he- you're healthier for longer, and that when you do fall off your perch, you fall off quickly, rather than <laughs> this kind of five to ten years of sitting looking out of that's, a window. That's
3: the window. Yeah, I'm writing this down at five, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, definitely, but if you, if, yeah. you're right. Five to ten years, and you, know, you just go, God Almighty, it's bloody
2: awful. Yeah, but but the folk you're looking after, and uh, you know, at night, uh, they they're probably not ones that have invested so much in aerobic health or strength. Well, they wouldn't you know, have done it at night. Yeah, exactly. You know, they were born yeah, away in that yeah. yeah. century. You know, so, it's a different time. So maybe maybe you're not looking at your future. You you be maybe, you be kind of an observer of their future, oh, and you and, thing you've, thing and, you've, that, and you've and you and you and you've got a different future to come. Well, I ho- hope so anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's not
3: something yeah. that bothers me. These are just things that yeah. I think about, you know. And I think, oh, aye, fine. Yeah, if I don't get a toss, just just get on with it. Just keep it on and
0: yeah. stay, stay nice and healthy yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. I mean, just what, what you're doing and the fact that you're. You're still at that level is is amazing and and I'm looking forward to seeing what 2024 brings as well. That you've got it sounds like you've got some some cracking names this year as well. Oh, I've got go some. Slow, then... we, we stuck out our
3: sleeves. Yeah, uh... I don't intend getting slower.
0: Not this year. Yeah, okay. Also I love but it. I don't intend do
3: getting slower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's after the indoors like? Um, what what's the uh, What's the next sort of plan? So, like no, we no, no. have the
3: European indoors in March.
0: Yeah.
3: And we have the, the World Outdoors in Gothenburg in August.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing. We're,
3: yeah. Okay. it be, be, be pretty good. Um,
0: yeah. Sure. And is is that are you? What is it? 8s, 15s? We'll oh. go for eight. The, there's not there's not a three thousand in the outdoors.
3: There's yeah. a Five thousand. The five thousand is far too. It's too far for me. I'm not too big about it. Yeah. But so what I will <laughs> do when we get back to the indoors, we'll have a. A wee break, I mean a week or whatever, eh? And we'll yep. start, start planning the
2: the approach to Gothenburg, but that'll be eight. Okay. That'll be well, that'll be that'll be good though, because you'll have a lot of strength working over the winter, yep. a really good yep. base. You're not too yep. far away. You know, three k pace. You're not too far away from cruising round the fifteen hundred at a reasonable That's effort. Right. So, yeah. so a bit of sharpness to that that will come quickly to you, and yep. uh, yeah, you could be flying. Yeah, oh, the that,
3: that, that, that's the plan you know <laughs> we, we talk about these things but I mean, we, were, we, we were at the world indoors last year that's when we start talking about what we're going to do this year you know yeah we start looking at that yeah. oh, we're already we know that the the world indoor championships that which is next year in 2025 that's in Florida in the United States right oh so need we, to get there we, like yeah so yeah um we're looking at um where are we going to stay? How are we going to get there? So, yeah. the, you know, the, these plans are when, known well before, and then yeah. we start looking at what we're going to do, what, we, what we're going to run. So, the, the plans are, are, are well in advance for not only this year, but next year. Yeah, as well.
0: into next. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Paul, it's been fantastic to hear from you, and uh, again, you know, it's, it's a, always a, a I thrill said,
3: coming on again yeah, to talk to you as well, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Some time in the early chat, mate.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Jill, um,
0: yeah. I, uh, I might get in contact with you offline just about uh, Athletics Trust Scotland and um, just the kind of work that we're, we're doing and looking for Kind of people like yourself To inspire others So um, yeah, Is there uh, any uh, money I'm in t- it? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, not yet anyway You know Not yet Listen I'm doing all
3: this One person's come up And I'd like sponsor or do that I'm trying like, it live guys Come on I've almost 25 To be thrown but, you, uh,
0: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Once we get Once we get a few major donors Like uh, I'll, I'll come chapping And you, we'll come chapping On your door so. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: But uh, No it's brilliant to see you giving back to the, you know, to the community and and, and still still in it, you know, you're still there. You still enjoy one it. Of the, the it's ask, simple, top, you know, it's
3: it's enjoyable. Oh. It gives me something to look forward to. And it, ah. keeps, it keeps the people that I know, the people that help me, they're absolutely wonderful. Everybody enjoys to see me do well. I enjoy seeing them do well as well. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, The, the model is st- still above ground. There you go. But well, that's it. <laughs> ah, that's right. Aye, still a ground, aye. Wait, get that tattooed in my forehead.
0: <laughs> 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 and uh, hopefully Al Walker can come back and, you know, once he oh, gets... Oh, Alistair uh,
3: getting, getting and injured, you know.
0: Get another showdown,
3: like. It, not even a showdown. Just be nice to see Alistair getting
0: see back. See running, yeah.
3: Uh, right. We know how frustrating it is being injured. Yeah, it um, must be going off his, off his head. Yeah, it's That's terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that he's starting to get outside again running. I don't know, that was a couple of weeks ago. So, um, uh, yeah, f- fingers uh, crossed. But I, he, yeah, but
3: I wish I mean, I, I just really hope it, we need characters like Alistair in the sport as well. Really, they yeah. runners. Uh, because yeah. we, we encourage people to take it out, we encourage people to have a go. Dallas yeah. Um, yeah. those road road races are phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So really we need you back out. You need you to get fit, mate, and get back on the yeah. back on the track again, eh?
2: Yeah. Well, like 34 minute 10ks are pretty shit hot at his age. <laughs> exactly,
3: <laughs> yeah. right. It's five months older than me, by the way. You know, so
2: yeah.
0: he's,
3: uh, uh, right. Is he he's stamping it a lot,
0: yeah? Yeah.
3: Uh, Staggering.
0: Right. But, Aye, well, thank you so much, Paul, for coming well, on the not show. at and, all, it's uh, been great talking, it's talking to you. Thanks
3: very much for having me. Oh well,
0: yeah, you Brilliant. take care. Catch up, with
3: you guys. Bye. Aye. Bye.
0: Cheers. Bye-bye. Catch up, Paul. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Paul. It was, as always, fantastic to hear from you, and uh, yeah, it was. You know, just a, an amazing journey you've had from starting the sport to you know in your 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 kind of later years, and I'm sure you know Lewis, you got a a chance to catch up with him too. You know, yeah,
2: well, yeah, decades, that was no very, doubt, that was
0: fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, we're saying all this and we haven't actually done the interview yet. So there you go, folks. Uh, we, we're actually going
2: <laughs> to insert the a... interview.
0: <laughs> Could have went terribly, but I'm sure it wouldn't have. So anyway, but uh, a couple of short things we're going to uh, just speak about very, very briefly um, since we know we've all got bedtime is uh, the Valencia 10K was on last weekend. And uh, we had none other, none other than Megan Keith and Alice Goodall were taking part. So, Lewis, no doubt you found the live stream of it. Uh, do you kind of want to just narrate some of the results? Yeah, well, and- uh,
2: well I mean, I'm mean, i just going to speak to Megan and 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 Alice, who, who ran incredibly well. I mean, Megan, 31-22, third fastest ever Scott on the road, seven fastest in the UK um, ever. Uh, just uh, what a, what a fabulous performance! And she probably ran about four and a half k of it by herself. Uh, Ross Cairns sent me a, a a picture that shows her uh, shows her running across a bridge, and there's you know there's miles of space in front and behind her, um, and she was in no man's land a, a lot of the race, and and she had a good 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 strong race. So and that's a world class time. Alice Alice Goodall and um, Alice ran thirty two oh eight, you know a, a, another big PB and and, uh, and and a great performance there. And Alice has come off uh, a, a time when things had not been quite up to her normal par, but she's back. Uh, she seems to be back with a bang, so that's good to see. And uh, she had a good cross country race uh, on Saturday as well at Parliament Hill. So, so so that's excellent and. You, you have to you have to say though, you know, the winner in it, you know, was a, a female winner, world oh. world record was it twenty eight forty six or some first woman yeah. under well, in fact, it was two women under twenty nine minutes, The beggar's belief, doesn't it really, you know, is it the shoes, is it the course, is it something else, yeah. is it a com- combination <laughs> uh, of of things, you know, it's, it's about thirty seconds faster than the uh, than the track. Uh, world record and, th- and that brings up a really interesting point isn't it that we were discussing yeah. kind of you know on uh, so, offline
1: yeah i mean the, the question i had for lewis beforehand was i'd seen there was a bit of debate on twitter about this because it, it turns out that uh jess judd had run uh a time that was basically if you take her gun time and a chip time i'm just bringing it up now to see it it was like her times essentially straddled the qualification time for the Paris Olympic for the Olympic qualifier for ten thousand meters, and there was a bit of debate about whether she could use her gun time or a chip time, and blah blah blah. But actually, then what surprised me is a you can qualify for the for the road for the track ten thousand meters on the road, and b you can do it in a mixed field. And and I I'm, I was to get Lewis your thoughts on that.
2: Well, I I did find that. um quite interesting, and I had a wee online um, spat uh, with um, <laughs> uh, Mr Mister Rhodes, the photographer, uh, who is a Jess Judd fan, uh, who was going on about it, because Rule 27 <laughs> that I found, Rule 27 of the UK Athletics um, uh, process for Paris, basically says that you can't do it, you can't do it in a mixed race. Um, but I think that's probably mixed race on a track. Um, and what I've since kind of heard is the world athletics, if, if it's a world athletics uh, event, and which which Valencia was, then it seems that, that the times could be taken. Um, so th- Part and parcel of this is that there's very few early season 10Ks that will allow someone to get really fit for a 10K on the track uh, and run the qualifying time and then be running well again a few weeks later. Because it does take a wee bit of recovery running 10K on a track. Um, So I can see why they've they've brought this ruling out. Uh, The the challenge for me is things like shoes, the stack height on your Mm -hmm. shoe is is uh, much higher on the road than it is on the, than they're allowed on the track. So I, I, I think there's a definite advantage there. Um, and it is as you say, it's a mixed race. So and there's, effectively there's, there there is pacing there. So so these are the elements for the road bit. But, but we are also discussing that um, World Athletics have basically said that in cross country. The top eight ranking women at the end of this uh, cross-country season will also get invites to the 10K in Paris. Um, so you can be in the top eight cross-country, have not run on the road, and not run on the track, and you will get an invite for the Paris 10K. So which is fascinating. an old one as
1: well. But the shoe one I find bizarre because surely, I mean, the world record is I mean, is, is ridiculous. I mean, it is absolutely crazy that, that sort of time now and I hope the chunks are coming off it and we've seen it in other distances over the over recent years but I the shoes being the shoes and let's say it, it is the shoes And the shoes play a massive role there's no there's no doubt about that it seems strange to me that surely everyone will just go and run road 10ks to try and qual- to meet Olympic standards is that part of their strategy Do you think to they the, they're eager to get encourage athletes onto the road because otherwise I see why why would you I just think it's a strange one to allow people to run in a and i guess weather maybe comes into it more but i i find it strange if the shoes are really bringing uh, an edge compared to the i know you get spikes with now with a with a plate but the that stack that you're getting is there's no doubt it's it's no doubt it's impacting times now
2: yeah no absolutely I, I i think the the you know just stepping back and looking at the big picture i do think it's because there's no big 10ks around the world on the track, mm. you know, to, to for folk to get the times. I mean, men's 10ks have, have basically gone. Um, I mean, there used to be a fantastic 10k every year in Brussels, and and the world record would 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 be either go or be close to going every year, but hardly ever see that now. In fact, you don't you mm. don't see it now. It's not it's not televisable, you know. Even even some five ks. Well, yeah.
0: The the one that Elish McCoggan did was it the sound running one in America. Oh, yeah. She on the
3: track,
0: th- yeah. That, yeah. She ran 30 oh yeah. one there. Like yeah. so you know, it seems that there is an element that, I don't know what she wore on her feet, but like I just I, I I'm the same with you, Tom. I, I find it a bit bizarre why how Road Ten K is cause clearly on track you can run fast times on track. You just have to, to get the right meat.
2: Yeah, well, but, right the, but you say you say the right meat, but the right meat was the sound 10k in April, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and there weren't any other decent 10ks to get into that folk were going to be running that fast. And some of the American mm-hmm. runners actually had, had personal pacemakers in that race as well, which which helped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, you know, it's a you know. And you have to get to America and get into the race. Yeah. There's all there's all sorts of issues about that, you know, whether whether your agent can get you in or not, and you know, bloody mm. bloody blah, blah. Whereas with a ten k, you know, heaps of folk can race in it. Um, yeah, there's no barriers. I I am yeah. actually I'm actually okay about it, um, because I I, I think that I I think that it will actually help, it will help women's running in particular, I think, Mm. so. Yeah, um, so
0: there's so many, I I suppose that now there's, with the shoes and the carbon plates and there's so many more variables than there were previously, there's lots more races, different road races, different elevations, undulating road races, flat road races, yeah. So
1: I think
2: I mean they've the main got, thing is so exciting to, under, to see. Yeah, the they've course. got to be under World Athletics. Um, you know they've got to get the tick box from World Athletics. So not not every ten k has got that, you know. And yeah. and they've got specific criteria. So you, you can't do you it know, the ten k,
1: which is remember that year it was like eight uh, k. Yeah. I know I know a couple of individuals <laughs> who still kick around a PB that they ran at a race that was two kilometers short and downhill. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: And dive home. yeah.
1: But I mean, anyway, back to the original point. Amazing, just amazing to see what Megan's doing. I mean, the, the level she's at now is is just quite sensational. And even you know, despite the, the we're talking about the the chat on on a uh, gun versus chip. I mean, Jess Judd, good good for her. That's a hell of a. I mean, the hell of a run, thirty yeah. thirty eight. You know, and it bodes well for her in Olympic year. And uh, cool, it'd be good to you know. I know I've maybe bemoaned in the past when we've had. It was at the World Champs, actually, on the roads. We didn't have anyone. There was no British men, I think I'm right in saying, in the marathon. I think it was. Um, anyway, so it's great. Anyway, it's just pleasing in an Olympic year to see a lot of British athletes, particularly Scottish ones, coming into good shape. Yeah. Speaking of British, last thing we've got for tonight, for today is the, it was the British, sorry, it was the Home Country's Cross on the weekend, which is the British Cross Challenge. It was being held at Parliament Hill. And there was a lot of pretty cool coverage actually on Twitter. It seemed to be a very well well received uh challenging course Parliament Hill. That's a long term goal of mine to go and run the, the run the, the English national at some stage just to run the Parliament cross, Parliament Hill cross country. I'd love to do that. I know they were Tate. Um Scottish wise we had Jamie Crow. Uh he was the first um first home and took the home country's international title, fourth overall. Um, yeah. backed up well by Angus McMillan and Scott Sterling. Or Dr. Sterling as he now seems to be. That's the moniker he's getting now th- on Twitter by Scottish Athletics. I've noticed that they're giving him his dues there. So good for you, Dr. Sterling. Yeah, good. Um and they got Team Silver, the Scottish lads, which is cool. Um and on the women's side it was uh Team Gold for Scotland. Uh, Scout Adkin, um Scottish cross country champion, of course. Um she was third in home in home countries international with uh Holly Page and Kirsty Walker behind her so yeah cool to see medals there or team medals there and then I'm just catching up on some the results I haven't seen on the Scottish Athletics article um we also had Alice Goodall running um and I believe she apparently guaranteed selection for the world student cross-country champs because she was second student in an automatic qualifying position good for her so, uh, very good day for Scottish athletes, by the looks of it. Any of you guys got any more insight? Any following it more closely? I'm sure you were.
2: Well, well yeah, Holly Page, I coach, so Holly, Holly was there. So, of course. Um, and and uh, what I heard, it, it was a hard course, tough course. So there was it, it had been quite icy previously, so it was quite it was that kind of rutted mud that is actually got to be careful about your ankles. And, and, uh, and Hugo Milner in his, uh, you know, in his interview afterwards was was mentioning he, how precarious it was, but then by the end of the race he was just trying to rattle down, rattle down the hills. Uh, but yeah, it was twisty, turny, and uh, and quite a, quite a challenging course. It's challenging at the best of times, Parliament Hill. Uh, but as you say, it's an iconic course, Tom, uh, and uh, be great, be great to. Get an opportunity yeah. to run there and just, in, in slightly but, better conditions <laughs> yes <Yeah.
0: laughs> finally for me you know I was impressed to see Jamie so close to Ben you know there was only what 10 12 seconds in it and uh also seeing Tom Evans the, the ultra runner yeah. mixing it up as well I was like, oh, very That's good so the
1: trouble he's had he's, as well yeah
0: yeah, these these ultra runners have still got some pace on them too. Like, but uh, yeah, very very good, pleasing performances, and certainly from the the female side as well. And good to get a a, a victory for them too. So very good. Well, aside from that, it's been a bumper packed episode. I think we 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 said we'll we'll, we'll keep it short, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in there. And uh, long,
1: this is one for your long runs, listeners.
0: It's, this is, unless we split up into a double episode, eh? But uh, the the goal side of things, I, I think, you know, Lewis, you spend a lot of time, you know your stuff, to
1: so share
0: that with the, the listeners is just, you know, it's, it's gold dust that's, you know, it's recorded. So listen back, folks, get your goals in, you know, me included in when I find something to get excited about. And, uh, and yeah, like, you know, just... Yeah I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Paul as well when we do. <laughs> uh and,
2: and yeah, hope you sure to this, get in contact.
0: Right? Yeah. If you want to get in contact us folks uh gmail.com. get us on our socials and uh and ask us any questions tell us about what your goals are how have you yeah, what are your absolutely. goals how did you how did you um you know plan them and we can chat about it next time so Awesome. Well, thank you, folks. Crack an episode and we'll catch you guys in, well, probably in a few weeks for me, but uh, I, I might dial in and give you a little audio clip. to. to oh, let you know how things
3: we'll be back in two. It.
0: We'll be back in two. A little un, unpack how Talah went there, you know, how, how I achieved my goals and defied uh, Lewis's process. Oh, amazing.
1: Uh, amazing. Look at that. There we yeah. go. Indulgence at the finish. Fantastic. Get a PB225. Well, we, 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 we,
2: all, we all know how Kyle gets fired up by folk telling them that he can't do something. Yeah, That's a strategy <laughs> that I've used a lot. <laughs> a lot <laughs> for me. Nah, Kyle, never do it. Nah, <laughs> nah it's not going to happen.
1: Kyle, I don't believe you can go to uh, to uh, Florida and not, go, not spend every day walking on your feet around uh, Disneyland. <laughs> in the week of a marathon.
0: <laughs> oh. Don't you worry, I'll be going in all the (laughs) nights.
1: Very good. Well, thanks, mate.
0: Thanks, folks. Here's Darling McGaver.